Hi everyone, Jack here. Uh, before the episode starts, I just want to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Thank you to Morgan Patterson, Theo Hendry, Jace Pastris, Mordecai Sennett, Ali Science, Juno, Crow, Jan Aloni, Dylan Beauchamp, Prozac Haven, Aaron Subbo, Jupiter McIntyre, Connor Fox, Emery Silvers, Saffron, and Adrian Frisbee. If you like what we do here and want to learn more, our social media, Patreon, and fundraiser will all be linked below. Thanks for your support. And now on with the episode. Um, and that we've already recorded, and so we're trying to get all of the things that we like want to talk about. Yeah. Talked about. <laughs> because like off our chests. Yeah, because we couldn't make our guests sit there while we have this conversation. No. It just simply would not be appropriate. Our esteemed guests. Yeah. I I feel so weird calling people like guests, but that's just the proper term. Like he yeah. he was a guest. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you're gonna meet him so very soon. Yes. Should we like end the pre-show now? Yeah. Uh, in conclusion, uh, if if you're not happy with like what people say about your script, remember that you, please take criticism number one. But also like please be smart about how you take criticism. But yeah. also. You don't have to take it if you think it sucks. Yeah, this is this is my message to any of our listeners who like writing things. You are better than some people. Yeah, and you're allowed. You are allowed to think that you're better at writing than you some are people. better than some people, and you are going to be better than some of the people editing and reviewing your work. Yeah, like you're allowed. I have been learning this very quickly this semester. Like you're allowed to like. Obviously, there are always going to be pe- people better than you. Yes. But you know what else? There are always going to be people worse than you too. Yeah. So if you don't like someone's critique and you feel it misses the point of your work, you don't have to take it. Yeah. You can just say, hey, I appreciate you uh, giving this feedback, but I personally don't agree with it, so I'm not going to I'm not going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And with that, welcome to Lukewarm Takes. It's like hot takes, but worse, I'm Jack. I'm Ford. That it's the show. Um, we are gonna do a real short intro. And then we're gonna we're gonna send you out into the into the world of a Zoom recording that we already have, um, because we we wanted we wanted to do an episode about um, TTRPGs or as our roommate calls them, Tatrkas. Um, yes, uh, we want to do an episode about that, and especially like actual play shows that have gotten just so insanely popular over the last two years. And it's something that we've been considering for a while now, like, whenever we started this new season, like, we put down a note to ourselves, we're like, we're gonna do a TTRPG episode. And we have also been wanting to do, like, more, like, interview conversational stuff. Yeah. Um, and all this to say, uh, we, this Friday? Yes, it was. This Friday, um, we, we sat down with known core cast member of Dimension 20 um, and comedian and TV man, Lou Wilson. We, we met the man. We, we met the... I don't think you understand. Like, before we get into this, I just want to say, we've been keeping this secret for well for over a month. Yeah. Like, this start, we started planning this several months ago. We've had to keep this a secret for at least two months. Yeah. Uh, but the secret's out. Yeah. We got to talk to Lou Wilson. So did um, one of the Nemesign writers, Reese Tirado. Um, they uh, dropped into the call and asked a couple questions. They actually did... They they carried the interview. They did a really... 
They we had they and their cat and their glass of wine. Yeah, they really did a great job. We we had decent questions, but Reese came in with some incredible questions. Uh, yeah, and also look out for their book. They're releasing a book soon, so yes. whenever that inevitably comes out, we're going to promote it here too. But yes. nonetheless, go hype them up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so without further ado, um, here's Lou Wilson. Hello. Hi. Oh no. I think you're muted. Oh, you're good now. Yeah, we're good. Cool. What's up, Ford? What's up, Jack? Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah, uh, it's very good. You as well. Yeah. Yeah. We. Um, our friend Rees is also maybe joining. We shall um, see. They're outrunning errands, I think. Yeah. But eventually, they might come into the Zoom call. We'll see. I, mean, I think that's the best way to do it. I think. I think we, it, would, it would be nice to have them come and check in partway through. You know, yes. and we can catch them up on everything we've been doing. Yeah. yeah, halfway through, they're putting down their groceries and they're like, oh, shit, guys, how's it going? Wait, exactly. You know, and then it's all natural and it seems like we're the best of friends. We just this is just like a casual Friday for us. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This, this is how we spend our Friday evenings on Zoom as yes. everybody wants to. Exactly. Just like the good old days. Yes. The good old days of lockdown. The good old days where none of us left our homes. Yes. Yes. The best of times, I say. <laughs> Yeah, that's when we really peaked as a society. Everyone knows that's when everything was really good, and it's only been true. better. <laughs> it's only been better since then. Only been better. Only up. Only up. We are on the up. <laughs> um, do you want to start? Sure. I mean, I don't really. I'm. I'm always bad with starting all, all these. It's okay. All these. We things. have questions, but we also don't care about the questions very much. It is mostly just. To have a conversation. Yeah. Like, right. it always feels awkward to, like, be like, all right, we're asking you a question, and you're going to answer it, and then we're going to ask the next question. It just yeah. doesn't feel right. So. Hey, we'll flow, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I guess for starters, uh, so, God, fucking damn it. <laughs> Here, you take your, okay, you take charge of that. I'm so bad at figuring out. I'm also lost on this list that we have. That's unfortunate. And for us, we're really good at our jobs. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm sure that this has been talked about somewhere in, in the D&D realm, but like, how did you start out playing? And like, how did you kind of get onto the D20 core cast? Yeah. Uh, how did that occur? A classic question and a perfect place to start. Where did yeah. I start? We start our journey with my beginning. It's a beginning about beginnings. Uh, no, um, it started like any uh, any young person's D and D journey uh, when they were about they twenty uh, twenty seven, I guess. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I started playing. I played for the first time when I was in. Uh, in like fourth grade and I loved it. Is this, is this Reese? Yeah, this is yeah, Reese. Hi. Sorry. Um, What's I up, was Reese? running errands. <laughs> oh, I heard. Uh, I'm so we, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We told on you. You told on me why? <laughs> because it's a little funny. <laughs> hi, Bugsy. It's, My cat it's is very fun. Oh, okay. Well, if there, if there's a cat involved, it was all worth it. <laughs> 
Sorry. Um, I I didn't mean to interrupt uh, whatever you were talking uh, about. We were, talk- we were talking about you playing D&D in the fourth grade and thinking it was the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, it was uh, it was perfect. It was perfection. Uh, yeah. It was. And I played then and I never I like it like planted a seed in me that was like, mm-hmm. I want to play D&D, but I do not. That seed does not sprout until I'm 27 years old. Um, when I meet a man in the improv, another white redheaded man who's not <laughs> Brennan. This is uh, just a, a reoccurring figure in your life, white redhead man. Let me, I mean, the like, the like uh, magical Negro of D&D is like a white Irish guy with red <laughs> hair. Irishman. Yeah, exactly. Who kind of appears oh, and has like hands full of dice and is like, <laughs> like, I think you'd be good at these, I, you know, and I, I and I have nothing but time and energy to give to you while you pursue these and then I'll disappear into the mist. Yeah, he, um, open, he opens up his jacket and he pulls out like one of those massive bags of dice and he's just like, exactly. I got something for you. <laughs> the player's handbook. Mm-hmm. Just like out of a pocket that it just shouldn't fit in. It's just yeah. like, whoa. It's just a um, comically small pocket. <laughs> a, 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 it's like, it's like, a, like they specifically showed the pocket so that it's like, you're going to put a whole book in here and you're going to pull <laughs> it out. And the people, they're really going to lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Um, we're going to go insane for this bit. Just do one. Can't, I, I, I'm the guy who makes the tiny pockets that blow people's mind. You came to the right place. This is my fucking thing. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, another guy, Sean, delightful guy. I played D and D with him, and it was a little bit tough. It was just like uh, Sean was interested in things about D and D that I now like. Uh, I think are into that are like economy and like kind of the reality of like how how much can we ground our characters? Like you know, in my first session with him. I like we talked about the finances of our kingdom, how much uh, how much money we were allocating towards like elk, uh, like elk, like uh, supplies and making sure that we have elk uh, both for meat and for riding. And like that was a we had we like did a budget in our first session. And then along with that, I also 100 percent in my first session with that campaign defended slavery. I don't know why. I like I think it was because he made it in the world that like slavery was a thing and our kingdom did it and we were the rulers of the kingdom. And so I was like, well, here's and he was like he had like somebody in a tavern be like, we should stop slavery. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) I just balanced. I just balanced the budget and we cannot. We cannot. Hold on. Time out. I thought we were just dealing with elk. I thought we were just doing budgeting. Oh my God. I'm going to be honest. Good on you. Cause I probably would have just started throwing hands. Like, what do you mean there's slavery? I didn't agree with this. Uh, truly. That's the kind of stuff. Like, of course we got like a little bit of a lore email beforehand. And then, but then in the, on the day he's like, there's slavery. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? Don't make me do this. I'm already surrounded by white men. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to turn the focus onto me. Uh, oh they, they all, they already all feel uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, I had that experience. I got past it. And by past it, I mean, I stopped playing D and D again. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's and, a reasonable response. Yeah. 
There you go. You know, you have a little slavery in your first in your first adult campaign and you say, uh uh-uh. uh. Um, so I stopped playing again and then a little bit like a, honestly not too like I think it was it, like playing with Sean was great because it brought it into my brain. And then I asked a girl out on a date. She said, no, but would you like to join my improv team? I was like, <laughs> sure. Um, but thank God I did. <laughs> I mean, come on, (laughs) some improv, some hot, hot prov, please. Um, So I, uh, so I, I, uh, I I joined the team. Uh, It's yeah. Uh, I joined the team and then uh, uh, Brennan happened to be on that team. We met there. Uh, uh, He uh, told me about his explicit love of D and D. I was like, Yes, please. Will you run a session for me? I specifically put together a new group that wasn't all white men uh, because I was really worried Brennan was going to jump me with slavery uh, again. Uh, thankfully, he never would. Like uh, you, corner, you corner him after the after the improv session. You're like, OK, Mulligan, if there's slavery in this, man, I can't do this anymore. Hey, man, next time really I see excited. you, it's on site. Exactly. Hey, what's up, dude? I just want to let you know if you I swear to God, if I even see chains in this shit, we are done, dog. We are done. <laughs> um, but I none of that came to pass because Brennan is a good man. Uh, and uh, we played and it was great. I remember like our first session was like a I, immediately Brennan is just also, you know, it's funny because like Brennan's now famous, but like back then he was just my friend and he's still my friend. He just also happens to be famous now. But it's like, you know, I think back to that session and it was so like, oh, Brendan was doing what he now does for millions of fans, but just like for five of us around a table. Um, and we just really me and him already had a really great performance chemistry on stage doing improv. And that just carried over into us uh playing D. Uh and so we casually played for about like three months. We started playing in September and we played in September and October and November. Uh or uh September and October. And then right around that time he got hired at College Humor um as a as a cast member. And one of his first projects was Dimension 20. And he said uh you know he hired he, they were like, we'd like to build a cast with all of these ex D&D people that you happen to play DM with, D&D with in your real life. Because uh, they, like Zach, Murph, Emily, and Siobhan are all in a game with him. Right. And so they were like, we'd like to get those people in this game. Uh, and then some of our current cast members. And Brennan was nice enough to be like, well, you know, who else would be good is this guy, Lou, who's who's done enough TV that you probably know him. Uh, let's get him in here. And so that's how I got brought in. And then Allie was the the sixth piece. And that's how I started playing D&D. And that's how uh, I became a core cast member on Dimension 20. Hell yeah. um, and the rest is history. <laughs> Great storytelling. Hearing Thanks. hearing like adults that are not in my like inner circle of adults talk about their knowledge and like experience of D&D is so surreal because like I 
all of my parents and all of their friends are Christian in the way that their parents thought that D&D would make them Satanists. And so my mom, like people just who like casually played as children. I'm like, you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> my mom is, has been telling me to stop playing D&D because she's like, there's dragons in it. And I was like, did you yeah. not know that? Do you not know what it stands for? <laughs> and she the was just like, in the second D. about what the second D means. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's just like, you have to stop playing. <laughs> She heard dungeons and was like, I'm out there. All right. I don't need to know what comes yeah. after the ampersand. All right. Dungeons. You mean like sex dungeons? Like the devil. Exactly. Oh, done. Shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. Shut that shit she would have down. never. She would have never let me leave the house if she if her mind went that far. She would have like, you're never leaving this house. You're going to stay here till you get married. And I have to approve of the young man. And yeah. I'm a whole dyke. So, you know, that wasn't going to happen. Oh, no. so. That's very, very unfortunate. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I know people who like got their D and D like books and dice from their parents, and I'm like, your parents were allowed to do that. Really, I have a friend. Yes, yeah. I, I have a friend that I met like when I when I lived in Ohio for a bit. Um, I met him, and then like he's like, hey, my dad is running a D and D session. Do you want to join in? Because I know you. And I was just kind of like, your dad runs. It's like for the family, like that's a that's a regular occurrence, oh. and it also was a redheaded white guy. Funny, funnily enough, it's so. it's their it's their <laughs> magical negro. My current DM is an Irish Hold on, yeah, let's take a time out. My current DM is fully Irish. Of course, yes. right. of course, which probably means he's white as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Same. okay. There it is. Yeah. So like he he was like, oh yeah, just draw, and like when literally my first image like. The first time I ever see this man, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's like this old, like, white dude or whatever. But he, like, behind him is like a wa- Bugsy. Can you not be like this? Sorry, my cat is. There you go. Helping. Oh. He is not helping. Um, my first image of this man is like he's just sitting down, and he has in behind him is just like you know stacks and stacks and stacks of rule books and like you know ttrpgs and like all these and i'm just kind of like this is how i this is the first impression i have of this man and then i think we were talking about like dice or whatever at some point and i was like oh i have too many dice and he looks at the camera he's like you have too many dice and he brings up an entire bucket of dice and just like shakes it in front of the camera and i'm just kind of like oh my god what what is what is going now, on here? Dice is confusing. That's the one part I will say of D&D culture that I struggle mm-hmm. to wrap my head around. It's like mm-hmm. I use the same dice every, for every character. Yeah. Like sometimes the D20 cast will yell at me to use different dice if they don't like how my dice are <laughs> yeah. rolling or stuff so- like that. But I like I don't get like I don't I don't get how these people like end up in our like, hi, here's here's 16 gallons of dice. I just bought it. And I'm like, when? <laughs> like, and, and did at some point you not look at the other 14 <laughs> gallons of dice you had and say, no, I don't need more dice. Like, how did you have the already the like, bucket? They're like $4 at every book or game store. And you go in and you're like, well, might as well. That's what, like that what was, I have. I have like maybe like... And they're not even really yeah. full. Like this one's like, like this oh, is we it. all getting our dice out. <laughs> I mean, oh, is that part I of it. I got, I got this, but I also this. Oh, this isn't a, a dice, but this is a um, like a. It's, oh. it's kind of hard to see, but it's oh God. How do I make yeah. this not blurry? It's basically like if you're having trouble figuring out like oh what class you want to play. There's like all the different classes. Oh, and so that's you can fun. Spin it. Yeah. yeah, that 
that's good. That's a good yeah. purchase, actually. That's, uh, a, that's honestly a solid purchase. Yeah. 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 And, I, and then I like bought like giant dice. Because yeah. I mean, everyone always has like just the one giant D20. And I was just like, hold up. This is a whole fucking set. I'm let's take go. Let's set. go big. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I have dice that are like a tenth the size of standard dice. Yeah. They're so little. I was at D and I was D and D. I was at New York Comic Con last weekend, and like mm-hmm. the amount of like people selling dice, and I was like, honestly, I was tempted because some of the dice were metal, and I was just like, I don't have metal dice though. Like that's if there's anything I need to collect more of, it's probably <laughs> so. That's dice. also part of it is you have you got to catch them all. It's like yeah. I need all the textures. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. I think it's like Pokemon it's syndrome. Pokemon you can hold and put in your mouth. Don't say that. Mm. No, <laughs> no. I have more of a professional question for you, uh, Lou. If I, I don't know if you guys have more questions. I'm sorry, you don't I, want to talk about putting dice in our mouths? Yeah, <laughs> do you, you, don't wanna, you want to pivot? Yeah. Also, also, <laughs> you don't want to go in on mouthfeel? Right <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Like we can, we can go through. We can rate these based on mouthfeel. We got the time. Please, not, please right, not ask your question. Feel. Save us. Save us. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, I've, I've, uh, to be fair. In in my in my defense, I just I'm not like I'm, I don't watch a lot of things. I've only mm-hmm. seen you in like two things. One was Misfits and Magic, okay. and the other one was American Vandal. Okay. And That's I mean, those nice are completely friend. two. <laughs> You've watched me play a lot of high schoolers. Uh- <laughs> You Basically. to be fair, you do look very young. You have a young looking face, so it, it's fine. Black yeah. don't crack. Like, but, Amen. Um, Amen. My question for you is more like, how do you sort of like balance all these things out? Like you play D and you play D and D professionally, which is already like crazy enough. But then, like if you're mm-hmm. acting, you're a comedian. Like, how do you manage to balance all these different facets of your life? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm falling apart, <laughs> and I can't tell if anyone can tell. I couldn't tell. Okay, great. Because I was like laying down for a hard nap, like up until two minutes before this podcast. Because I'm falling apart, man. No, I I was doing the exact same thing. This isn't a bit. I like turned to my roommate and I said, I'm going to be sleeping here for the next 30 minutes. And they were like, that's a dangerous bit. And I was like, okay, well, unlike you, Aaron, I wake up to my alarm. So I'm going to be fine. Wow. Shade on Aaron. Um, no, yeah, I, Aaron uh, Sabo, if you're listening to this podcast right now, <laughs> turn get a different alarm. Get what get one of those ones you have to get up. Anyway, Reese, yeah. to your question yeah. though. Um it is uh it is funny. It's something I feel like I'm uh you asked me that question at a very particular time of my life where I feel like it used to be easy. Like it used to be, and this like it's been such an interesting journey with Dimension 20 of how like how like it has changed with us and our careers like you know the first season we shot we shot at night like we would shoot at like uh we would shoot from like six we would get there at six and shoot till nine uh or like shoot till nine for one episode and then uh, 11 for a second and we we would finish around like 11 30 12 30 we'd all go home we'd like go out it would be like ha 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 like that wasn't that fun we're playing D for money <laughs> this is crazy um and you know but i uh, but there was a lot less going on and so it's like i think i had wrapped i think i was just about to i just wrapped american vandal does that make sense yeah uh i had either yeah it's like i just wrapped american vandal or not I'm, I'm trying to like timeline wise, I had, 
I think I just wrapped. I'm going to stop saying this. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's the definitive statement. I had just wrapped American Vandal. Uh, and I uh, and so I had a lot more time in my schedule. Uh, and so like doing that, like staying up until uh, 1230 every night playing D&D was like the most fun. And then the next season, we like uh, moved it uh, to like some weeknights, but mostly weekends. Mm-hmm. And then Crown of Candy we did all we did the same weeknight schedule, yeah. uh, but I had gotten my first staff writing job and I almost died. I like oh fully God. it like broke me the our shooting schedule because I would like work a full day like nine to five. And then I would walk two blocks to the studio and I would shoot six to eleven and then I would go home and I would wake up the next morning. I would do it again. So that. That did it. That like start started to get really wonky, um, and and now I think that I kind of learned from that, and so now uh, Dimension Twenty works with all of us because all of us have gotten bit, bit, uh, busier. Right. Zach's got his own podcast. Nadpod has blown up. Siobhan writes here, there, and everywhere. Um, we the show now like kind of works harder to 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 keep us around because D is special in that way of like yeah. this was a tv show we could be like and this is an episode that lou uh like you know is going to is has a family trip in columbia and so we wrote lou he did a columbia thing we came back but with D, you can't do that we need every person every episode yeah um so it's so, like the, the scheduling from hell, like home game scheduling plus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think uh, that's probably, it is exactly that. It is home game scheduling, but then it's like, hey, but we have to do it in like eight weeks. So it's like, you're looking at a whole year being like, okay, guys, I, can we do these eight weekends? All right. Can you push? Can you go to that concert a different time? Um, so that's been a, uh, that's uh, luckily I'm very thankful. Dementia 20 works very hard to accommodate my schedule, but it definitely is a balancing act. Uh, yeah. And it's at, at times hard. We're uh, we're in the midst of shooting a season right now. And it's, it's been very like time consuming uh, and the just kind of weird, like stick shifty, like, all right, upshift uh, to we're, perf- we're like on, we're performing Saturday, we're performing Sunday, downshift to like, okay, now we're writing, we're writing, we're writing. All right, upshift, here we go. You know, and then I had like, uh, today is actually my, my one day off, or I've had three days off in the last month. Um, Damn, dude. But, uh, it's uh it's at least i know i'm at least i know i'm on the right track then because like i i just finished well i'm publishing a book um i sold my first thank you i published i sold my first book it's getting published next year and then there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of like other things going on with like i take like krav maga classes i'm like doing personal training i I write for this podcast that ford and jack are like producing (laughs) So it's just kind of like I'm. I'm just like, let me see how Lou Wilson does it, and then now I'm just like, okay, so I'm on the right track. I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm doing. It's I hate this to is... tell you, but I don't think any of us know what's going on. We're all just mm-hmm. older yeah. than you, though, so I should feel. I feel like I should know like some level of like what the fuck I'm doing. 
Like, I mean, but I, it's just like, okay, no, but this is just life forever and ever. I think so. Well, I want to that also. Oh, okay. All right. All right. No, 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 no. I don't want to be out here encouraging like, hey, what's up, dude? You should feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't, lo- I don't, you know, I think it, it is a balancing act. And I think yeah. it's, a, uh, it's just a lot of it's about being in touch with your core drivers and what, what gives you what you need. I mean, I think that like doing, doing it the way I used to do it was awesome because it like, because I had that time, that space, that energy as like kind of the things that are taxing me have increased. uh, So has um, the need to kind of uh, make harder boundaries between my different activities. Like there's a lot I've been saying no to now so that I can make space for these two things. And I think in future, I won't let this happen again. I think this is a, I would say that like how I'm feeling right now, especially with how I'm feeling right now is like a special occasion. Like we are not going to do this. Like if someone's like, Hey Lou, we would love to have you work a full-time job five days a week and shoot D and D like uh, on weekends. I would be like, you you walk out of the room before I punch you. Like it's, um, it's like, I think uh, I can tell you for sure that like uh, in future I'll, and that, but that's also, I think part of it is like, as I've grown and as I've matured, so too has like how established we are. And so this can have some flexibility, this can bend around me. Uh, And you should find opportunities that can do that for you. They can work to make sure that you are able to bring your best self to them. And I think Dimension 20 is one of those examples of a place that's like, Lou, what do we need to do so that you can work full-time five days a week and come and be your best self here on weekends? So so there you go. That's the asterisk (laughs) on this. Uh, don't 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 go overwork yourself and be like, well, Lou, Lou does it. <laughs> Lou Wilson said I could do it. Yeah. Lou Wilson <laughs> said I could I could work myself to the point of like needing micro naps during the day. So, um, yeah, some guy on the Internet said it was OK. So now I'm going to go do it. Hey, it looks like he had his, his life all together. It's probably fine yeah. for me, too. Yeah. His Instagram looked pretty put together. So I don't know. I feel like, like <laughs> yeah. his uh, his grid is pretty tight. So I think this is I think he's someone we could trust. He's got a real tight night on Instagram. So we're doing great. Yeah, there we go. Oh, um, sorry. I another question. Um, I guess this is more about like uh tabletop role playing games. Um how do you I've noticed okay, so before because I've only seen you like in Misfits and Magic, um, mm-hmm. I know nothing about like the kids on Broom system. And like, mm-hmm. I, I think like every season of Dimension 20 is like a different storyline altogether, like probably a yeah. different system. Um, how much preparation are you given before like whatever session so that you know how everything works? Because I probably would have just been like, like how, like what dice do I roll? Like, I don't know anything. Yes. Hundred uh, percent. So I can't say. Uh, yeah, uh, the rest of Dimension Twenty is for the most part five E. I think I'm trying to think. I don't think we've had. I think there's enough. Yeah, it's all How been five E up to this point. Modify it, like if at all. Uh, I mean, Brennan goes hard. You know, Brennan loves to homebrew, so he's like yeah. very comfortable. Uh, but he's also like a, an expert D and D person who's been playing this game for too long. So he has. <laughs> he can take 5e and kind of shape it to like whatever he wants confidently. Um, 
I mean, the the speed with, with with which Brennan will like calculate an average so he can be like, OK, this should do like I want it to have this average. So I want it to be these dice. So it's going to like he can really work 5e to his uh, to his liking. But, yeah, the kids on broom system was new uh, for us and especially uh, especially like me, someone who's only ever played 5e and like what slight expertise I have in the t- uh, tabletop world is all focused there. Uh, when Abria was like, I want to do this on Kids on Broom, I was like, okay. Ow, ow. Um, so that we, uh, but you know, I also, luckily, I think that's the best part of D&D also being a game where it's like, you. there's a little bit in you that's like, well, I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to read the rules. Like, I'm not going to show up and get my ass whomped because I didn't do the work. So yeah. I had, I know, I think we knew about a month out that we'd be doing kids on brooms. So we, I had a month to familiarize myself with the system on paper. Um, and then we uh, generally at Dimension 20, we almost always have a session zero for our games for that reason so that when we get on camera we're not like okay um what's what do, what are what are my powers uh you know do we have that opportunity to be like okay i think this uh, in this situation is this how this works okay it does great when we get on camera it'll be more fluid and fun uh but kids on brooms is also an awesome system in how simple it is it's like there are there are layers of complexity to it if you want that like if you really want to get crunchy i think there's like there's like a there's like a layer just down below of crunch that you can dig into but there is just this nice top layer that's like you know unlike D where you've got all these like numbers where you're like okay i'm a 17 yeah. in intelligence and i'm a 16 in con it's like i'm really good at this i'm pretty good at this i'm kind of good at this i'm okay at this i'm bad at this like you yeah. orient yourself in such mm-hmm. a like uh, it starts in such a simplistic place that I think Kids on Brooms was really easy to jump into, uh, jump into, and then it just also really emphasizes the storytelling elements of uh, tabletop, which was a yeah. real thrill. That's great. Yeah, we recently played. Uh, we recently played Ten Candles, yeah. and like, here's the thing mm. I've noticed about when we play like other games. All of them are like statistically going to be easier than whatever D and D five E is going on for like because yes. like the first time you look at a D and D five E character sheet, you think you you think you're going to have a panic attack. Yeah. Ten candles yeah. is a little bit insane, but um, but it's easier than five E. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I've I've heard uh, you're about like the six people to talk to me about ten candles. And I <laughs> dream about it. I dream about playing it. I really want to. Um, <laughs> Cannot recommend it enough. Once you figure out what's going on, it's very fun. Yeah. Once you actually got to look into this now. Yeah. Once you you figure out what the hell you're doing with this, like all these like flammable objects, you're like, this is going great. (laughs) It's a tragic horror game. Yeah. It's like everybody dies in it. It's like, you're required to die. It's hilarious. Required. Required. Yeah, um, which is actually very good for storytelling because then, like the thing you were mentioning with D and D, how you feel like, oh, I have to win. I'm going to be so good at D and I'm going to get a good grade in D and D, which is a healthy and normal thing to want. Of <laughs> but, impossible to want. Yeah. Yes. What but, is? It's funny. Oh, go ahead. 
but yeah, that's the nice thing with 10 candles that you have to kill your characters. You knowing you're going to lose. Yeah. I, yeah. so I've recently started playing. Um, I've recently started being the keeper for monster of the week. And I, what I, I, <laughs> for, I, yeah, you are, I forgot. I forgot. That's, you are I, that was, I was like, Okay, they're waving. Yeah, no, like I, I'm I playing that game. I'm giving. Yeah, you Ford is one time. of the players in my in my yeah. game. Sorry, I'm drinking wine right now, so my brain levels will start to go down. We should all be delayed. drinking wine right now. <laughs> it's like 4 p.m. for you. Also, you guys aren't like. Are you minors? I don't think no. I should ask those <laughs> questions. No, I, I, I just, I just like no, hopped onto this podcast. I am 26. <laughs> okay, Reese is 26. I'm 20. Like, I'm okay. 19. I'm a child. You are okay, babies great. to me. Yeah, these All two right, producers well, are me babies. Reese, me and Reese should be drinking wine. Yeah, the I, two of you should be drinking water and vitamins. Right? <laughs> <laughs> vitamins. I got I got tea right here. I'm going to drink it. Okay, okay, good. Good. I drink. I Don't drink follow our example. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I drink a, um, a large amount of tea, like mostly yeah. tea. Anyway, Respect. so yeah, so I've been playing uh, like I've been the keeper for Monster of the Week. And what I genuinely enjoy about it from like at least like a DM like slash keeper standpoint is that you are not like against your players in any like capacity. You're you're kind of rooting for them like you want them to like succeed in whatever whatever it is that they need to do to like win the game, like quotation marks. Yes. Um, yes. But also you have to be realistic to the rules. So if yes. like Ford rolls like, oh, rolled a pure six, I'm gonna be like, oh well. So here's what ha- here's how badly you fucked up. Um but yeah, I rolled pure twos. It's happened. It's been a rough one for was me. It, was it you that was rolling a D12 instead of two D6s? Yeah. That was you. Oh my god. I don't understand why you can't do that. Six plus six is 12. No, it's the, because it is impossible to roll less than a two if you're using two D6s. Yes. If you're rolling a one D12, then you, it's possible to like... There's a chance. To be fair, like, there's not like, you know, uh, there's there's not like a way to like fuck up so badly at a one. It's going to be the same as you fucking up at a six. Like, it's yeah. not, it's, yeah. there's no like range. So it, I guess... In hindsight, it doesn't matter, but like your odds are uh, like marginally better if you're rolling two d6s instead of a one d12. Think how bad at math I am that I forgot. <laughs> to be I fair, I forgot about that too. I wasn't even the one that caught that. Yeah, no. To be fair, I've been playing like tabletop role playing games since I was like 15 years old, and I didn't even think once to myself, "Ah, yes, two plus two is better than one." <laughs> well, that's always <laughs> you know. It's, it's yeah. always crazy when like people get into crunch around me because yeah. I'm like, you're talking about the wrong part. Like, at least yeah. for me, like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, that part is important and cool. Yeah. And like, I think allows you to make characters that like feel like you like, you know, like you want them to. Exactly. Uh, but there is a part of me that's like, yeah, I never once was like, oh, I should. Oh, yeah. D8s. Oh, I want that D10 so that I could get those. <laughs> So I can get that average up. It's like I don't. I don't want to walk into it being I, like pretty sick averages pre-med. on this character. Yeah. I was yeah. pre med in college. I'm not going to think about statistics now. Like it's it doesn't matter to me. It's not relevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I write yeah. I write books for a living. That's that's, <laughs> that's yeah. Reese. That's your past. That's your past. Never All look right. back. Never look back. Never. You don't think about it. Yeah. Anymore. Hey, hey. It's, it can't hurt you anymore. It's okay. <laughs> You're safe here. Yeah. Those numbers can't come get you. Okay. <laughs> I had a question that's only like a little bit related. Go it's on. related. Um, I feel like with most of the people I know who are getting into 
uh, D&D especially, but like there's some kind of goal in a lot of home games that like, oh, eventually we'll stream this or eventually we'll like make a podcast mm. or something and just like share the characters and plot we've created with the world. And I was wondering like what like what big differences are there between like role playing for a home game and role playing for an audience? Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. What? What a question, Jay. What a question. I, well, I'll tell you this. I don't play in home games anymore. Yeah. yeah. For that very reason. Weirdly, I like, I don't love to PC in home games anymore because there's just a little too, I mean, hey, hey, with the right group of people, yeah. anything's possible. Okay. But um, uh, there, I find I like I remember having a care, uh, conversation with Erica Ishii at one point being like, oh, yeah, I don't I like playing professional D&D so much more than home games. Yeah, because home games can just get a little too loose. All it takes is like one person who's kind of like, yeah, uh, I spike. I don't know. Uh, and they're just like here and like out of it. And you're like, meanwhile, you're like crunched over, like yeah. talking. I've been talking like this for six hours. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. I spike again. It's like, he's our friend. I, I spike him. I don't care. Like, it's like you just get into that space yeah. and you're like, oh, I I have trouble in certain home games giving my whole heart to it um, because people the there's not the commitment level buy-in that you get on a professional level. Um, I still love to DM for people because it feels like a fun challenge to be like, okay, how do I create a world in a setting where all of you are like, whatever you are putting out, I'm more excited to engage with than my phone. Um, but uh, I just had some really, <laughs> I've had like a couple like rough, there was like a, I played a PC that was like a vigilante and like, it was a, like, he was like a full on vigilante. I was like, during the day I was a police officer and by night I put on a cool mask and I went and killed bad guys. And like the first thing one of the other PCs did when I met him uh, was go like, oh, what's up, Batman? And I was like, what? And he was like, what's up, Batman? And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do I engage yeah. with it and like do a whole extended unfunny bit about how, what is Batman? Or do I just like ignore him and pray he stops? And of course it kept going, but suffice to say, I generally like, I enjoy playing professionally because there's that buy-in. I think it would be interesting though, in the situation you're talking about, um, because it it is a weird precedent for a group of friends to be like, hey, let's play D&D. And who knows? Maybe we become critical role. <laughs> we just drop <laughs> it and like, let's all start making millions. I don't know. Let's just play D&D. But maybe we'll become millionaires. But we're just uh, having fun and maybe becoming millionaires. Like that <laughs> does feel like a really interesting energy to sit down at a table with being like, if you all are good enough. And you all have enough fun. And I think we're charismatic. I'll buy a camera and we'll start <laughs> streaming this. So that I are you in games that have been that have had that energy? No. Um, I'm in oh, a gosh. couple games that like when we've started, like in most of the games I've been in, there's been like a Google form where you like put in like triggers and like things you want to see out of a game, which is really nice. But like 
uh, a couple games that I've been in or I'm currently in, one of the questions would be like, would you be okay, like, doing this on Twitch one night or something? Um, yeah. And it's less of like, it's less of like a, you can make money off the product kind of thing. Um, and it's more of just like a, if we all really like these characters, other people should get to see them. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, that's okay. So I've been in situations where like, there there are certain D&D games I've been a part of where I'm just kind of like, I would not want to listen to this as a podcast, much less be part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, there's like either some parts are too slow or people are just not engaged. It's definitely been like, you know, kind of a rough, like, okay, this is, this is not the team of people I would put together if I wanted mm-hmm. to make a podcast. That being said, um, so uh, I don't know if, you are even like remotely aware of Rusty Quill. Usually that's like a British people thing. Um, but I'm like the tech assistant for uh, Rusty Quill. And like being part of like a like a podcasting network kind of gives me a little bit like inside into like what creates like a good podcast. So like I see people like Ford and Jack and I'm just kind of like, oh my God, you guys are like hiking up a mountain. Like that is so brave of you. I would never do this in my life. Yeah, um, that's, that's with me being like with like a whole network at my back. Like if I wanted to make a podcast, I would just like run it by, you know, whoever's in charge and be like, hey, can we make this a thing? You know, let's look. But like anytime I hear of people saying like, oh yeah, we should make this a podcast. I'm just like, you have no idea what goes into a podcast, do you? You think yeah. it's just talking into a microphone. You don't understand yeah. the editing. Like you, yeah. it's just, it's very, the levels, it's, it's very, the yeah. audio, all <laughs> yeah. of it. No, uh, we started doing this about well over a calendar year ago now. And so it's like over that time period, it's definitely, we've definitely become more like, we aren't saying don't do this, but at the same time, it's like, we've become this, a bit more pessimistic about it where it's like, <laughs> hold on. Think through your actions. Yeah. 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 But I do think that what Jack's talking about is like, that's a little bit sweeter than I like, liked that. I like, it's funny. It's like, that's a weird moment where you catch yourself and you're like, oh, has living in Los Angeles made me bitter? (laughs) Like, where are you from? I might've missed that entirely since I came in. I'm from. Oh, we did no bio stuff. We jumped right into yeah. me. We just right my, into life stories. We we yeah. we. I I I went. It, this is not a you didn't. It's not a chewable podcast, right? <laughs> this one. This is intravenous, baby. Uh, <laughs> right into the vein. Yeah. Why, why not? I play D and D, and here's how it started. Uh, yeah. Like, we did not start with introductions. Like I'm from Arkansas. Where are you no, from? I'm from. Did no. you at least introduce your names? Like you. you guys said of course who you were. Not. No, of course not. not. We're gonna do no, that at the end. It's just this. we're gonna do this is a memento. We're doing memento. Yeah. Reese, get on board. We all agreed to do a memento podcast yeah. before you got in here. We said that this was going to be a podcast where we just simply did like if y'all know, you know, we're just going right in. Hey, hey, listen, if y'all way, know, you know. <laughs> all I was told was Ford was like, hey, I'm gonna be like interviewing Lou Wilson. And I'm just like, I'll be there. And they're just like, Do you even want to know what time? I will clear my schedule for Lou Wilson. That's it. <laughs> I mean, clearly, like, Reese, you didn't. Clearly, you had a few errors. First of all, no. First of all, first of all, you didn't check your email because it was supposed to be three hours ago. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> no, don't throw this. No, that was a time zone. That was on me. That was not clarifying time zones. Let's not get that. Didn't you clear, I thought you said in the email. No, I didn't. I, I checked back say. on myself. I went. That's what. See, that's on them. See, you can't trust white people to get things right. That's on them. As a business person, 
Well, now I'm also nervous because I do have 4 p.m. podcast with Ford on Zoom. No, that's did that, I? Let's okay. correct. You know, let's clarify something. You were the one who was in the right. It was me who realized later that time zones are a thing. So this one's not on you. This one's on me because I was, I I was so proud of myself. I was like, yes, I'm scheduling things. I'm getting shit done. I was like making sure all my, I literally asked you, I, when you said, Hey, it's going to be at this day on this time. I asked you what time zone. I asked you specifically for how did you one, mess this up? I was the one who was doing the scheduling. I am one man. <laughs> well, Reese, we don't all organize podcasts. Do you? I mean, if you work for a podcast company in London, a, are you I'm constantly? Tech, I'm a tech assistant. Literally, the only yeah. time like, you know, I'm working is if someone's like, hey, something's broken on the website or like, yeah. hey, you know, there's too much traffic on the web. Like, I, I don't really do much compared to like a lot of other people. Got it. So you don't. Uh, in my head, I was like, "Oh, well, Reese knows to ask for the time zone because I know because they're they're everyone else is in like London. I only exactly, recently, yes. yeah, exactly. Like I only recently learned the difference between London and Britain because apparently <laughs> it was a whole thing. Reese. Listen, listen, Reese, in I, my defense. I think the, I think the podcast needs to pivot now. Reese, we need <laughs> to talk about you, where your story begins and how it gets to a place where... In you, my defense, I... So was it the Queen of London? City public school. Listen. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> I went to, yeah. We did not have geography. I yeah. had an argument about this with my roommate the other day. Yeah. She was just like, Reese, where's where's North? And I was and I just pointed a random direction. She's like, oh, sweet Jesus, you don't even know... You're, I'm just like, what, am I a caveman? Like, do I need to know cardinal directions? No. Also, Car- Caveman didn't know cardinal direction. Exactly. Yeah, Caveman didn't have, yeah. They just um, raw dog the day, depending on like how Jesus. they felt. That was it. <laughs> I mean, that's hey, you are, that's that's cave life for you, dude. You <laughs> wake up, life. you raw dog the day. I mean, that's the new <laughs> carpe diem, dude. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That is no. so, raw, raw dog of the day, dog dude. The day. No, somebody, oh somebody translate that for me in Latin of raw dog the day. I don't think I know they the spoke last Latin back Dio. then. I don't think uh, they. I don't think they Jack, spoke. Jack is that. opening Google right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay. Oh, we're googling how to say raw dog the day. In how about we don't? Do, can, can we just cut this out of your podcast? Like this, this <laughs> entire definitely <thing>. not. I. <laughs> the, I the, I, the title of this episode has to be "If You no. Know, You Know." And it, it literally does just hard on us. Mid interview, no intro. If you know, you know. No. If you recognize no. my voice, if you know. Okay. Going back to my original question, Lou, yes. where are you from? I am from California. I didn't hear that because of Ford. Wait, Ford. wait, hold on, Canis, Canis, Canis Diaz. Wait, one more time. Rudis Canis Diaz. Rudis. Don't write that down. Spell it out for Canis you. Canis Diaz. Why do I feel like he's right? He's no, I got that. Down. That's perfect. Guys, I'm going to get Amazing. that on a tattoo. Do not. <laughs> Next season of Dimension 20, you guys are going to see. I'm going to have a massive forehead tattoo. It's not even going to be vertical. It's not even going to be vertical. It's not even going to be horizontal. It's going to be vertical. Vertical. Straight down. Like, I hate everything. Here to here, right here. Here, yeah. like, oh that's God. it. That's the line yeah. right there. No, uh, if you're listening not. to this, you have no idea what I was doing while I was saying here <laughs> to here. Uh, but if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we were talking about where you're from. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Repeat that because I, I didn't hear it. Yeah. For the for, and I will never say this again. <laughs> this is the last time on any podcast I will ever say where I'm from because if you know, you know. Yeah. I am from 
Los Angeles, California. I'm born okay. and raised here. So I, uh, I grew up here. I left to go to school in Boston, uh, down the green line from you guys at BC. Uh, and then I came back. So yeah. Bostonian moments. What's up? You guys, you guys still eat at Boco Loco all the all the time? Oh no, is that For a thing? El Jefe's people. Yeah, oh Jefe's. God. Yeah, El Jefe. Bo- Boco th- Loco is still down there. It's oh, by it the is? it's by the piano store. I don't go. Play. Yes, I, it's by the piano store. I love. I used to whenever I was whenever I was hanging around the Common, I'd go. I'd head down <laughs> to that. I'd head to the Boco Loco by the piano store. Or that weird place, uh, is, what's a uh, U-Burger? Is U-Burger still a thing? Yes. Is it? Okay. I don't care. I don't care. Now, I'm going to stop this because I feel like this is making me sound old as I'm like, hey, the you Latina, zipper snappers. Yeah. The Latina in me is just kind of like, why do you all pronounce it this way? Like, what? Yeah. what, U-Burger or Boco Loco? Boco. Uh, say that again. I'm drunk. Oh, Boco Loco? <laughs> Loco, loco. Okay. <laughs> really leaning well, because it's not a one. it's not a Spanish word. It's I think it's Boston Common. crazy. Yeah, Boston no. Common crazy. It's I forget. It, it stands for something. It's not. It's there. They do make wraps, but they're. It's supposed to be like Boco. It's like Boston community local something. It's like it's something. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not bad Spanish. Yeah. Okay. That that sounds interesting, actually. That just set something off in my brain where I was like, wow, that is the whitest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, that is where I'm from. Born and raised in Los Angeles. You gave me such like a Midwestern vibe for some reason. I don't know what it was. I'm I'm the only one who I'm mysterious. The Midwest. What's that? Born in Chicago. Uh, I was born, I was, I'm from Arkansas. Like, that's just. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh. Jack is from Oregon. Yeah. Speaking of bi- bios that none of us ever gave. So I'm from <laughs> New York, in specifically okay. the Bronx, but I just moved to Pennsylvania. Congrats. Oh, very cool. So where that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm like this small town called Bryn Mawr. It's like 30 minutes outside of Philly. Oh, I love Bryn Mawr. I've spent a lot of time there, honestly. I feel like you're lying to me right now. <laughs> I've like lived at the college for multiple summers or like two or three summers I've spent oh, at, Bryn Mawr? At, at Bryn Mawr. Um, okay. Yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. I, so there you go. I'm as not long lying. As okay. I was just like, he's, he's just fucking with me. That's yeah. just how no. it is. Also, hey, you. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a jokey motherfucker. But, uh, this is not a joke. Yeah. Also, guys, I hate to say it. I've done the I'm doing the research right now, which I shouldn't be doing mid podcast. Mm-hmm. I think Poco Loco might be some. Uh, the, it's a bunch of white dudes trying to say a Spanish word. Oh, uh, no. no, I got to sue them. Yeah, time. It's Reese. Go get them. Got to start suing these people. God, yeah. we gotta start suing them, guys. We can't know, let them get know away. What you expected um, close it is to Emerson College. <laughs> so I just want to like, I know this is Ford and Jack. This is definitely your podcast, and I do not want to give no. your listeners like the the like implication that I just showed up late and took over with all my questions. Do we, um, we don't care that much? No. <laughs> well, I, I just have to ask because, like, you know, as a black person, like seeing another mm-hmm. black person in like you know a D and D space, like I recently have been like looking into um like renaissance fairs and stuff but like if i go there and someone calls me a slur i'm gonna throw hands that's it like it's it's, it's immediately on site yes. um and so and then hearing your uh experience with that one dm who's just like by the way there's slavery here it's just kind of like how have you like 
for you as a person who like kind of plays D&D almost professionally at this point, um, mm-hmm. how is it that you navigate uh, this kind of space like as a black person who is just like, oh, you know, this this one thing is very cool, but everyone around me is going to be pretty much white. And like, how do you deal with that? 100%. Um, I mean, truthfully, I think part of uh, part of what makes it easy is like you're saying, the fact that Dimension 20, my like main hub is so safe and that there is so much effort uh, put in to creating a culturally sensitive space around as as we all improvise in these worlds. Um, But uh, with regard to like the greater whole, uh, I don't know, I think it uh, I wish I had a better answer for you. Because I think a lot of it has just been that I've kept it at like arm's reach. You know, I have my involvement in the tabletop and like nerddom space is as a cast member of Dimension 20, because that is what I know. And that is what I trust. Um, And I think it's also I I will say, I think the, the burgeoning like Lou, who is like walking out into this world, though, is through people like Abria, uh, who is like who has become like a very like uh, it's become a force in my life for like including me in nerdom shit uh, safely and like feeling and being like, here are people you can interact with. I mean, I think it's very much classic kind of black community energy where it's like we all are putting feelers out in different directions, uh, having a bad experience there, having a, a bad experience here. And then when another person comes along, they, and they're going, hey, what's up with that? You go, don't don't go over there. <laughs> them people, <laughs> them people will ask to touch your hair. Like, you know, that kind of shit of like that. I think it's uh, it's it's it 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 is in the same way that I think black communities always start to form, which is that there's a core group that starts to spread out that makes a little bit more space that can then instruct you know, meeting people like B. Dave Walters. And it's like you you start to make these handholds that make you feel more comfortable and safer, kind of delving deeper into this. Um, and so it's been a slow process. But I think it also I'm comfortable with it because I have a lot of other life that I'm in the midst of living. Uh, though, you know, I think it's been really exciting hanging out with Apriya and Erica uh, and like starting to feel more accepted and included in this community and not like I just am like, oh, I'm on the comedy podcast over there. Like it's like feeling like, oh, we're we're I'm of this. I'm of this genre and I am a, uh, a semi-significant player in it. And so I I do have a seat and an and space at this table and I'm I'm feeling more and more comfortable being in that space with my friends beside me. So oh, did yeah. you did you meet a Bri- like uh, again like this is just purely from my perspective of, of like literally watching only Misfits and Magic like of all the things not even just you but of all the things on Dimension 20 I have only seen mm-hmm. Misfits and Magic as much as like my friends demand that I watch Fantasy High I just haven't done it yet <laughs> um so like would you say that this uh you <sighs> You mentioned Abria before um, yes. and how she kind of like kind of almost guides you in saying oh, like here are some people that you can like trust that won't like, you know, do some something egregiously like racist yeah. or, you know, what and have not you. Not to be you. like Abria's out here like as a list of like 
bad people. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I don't like, mean that. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just, she's somebody she's who, who like, she's yes, white. exactly. She's like, all right, here's how you want it. It's like, it's like one of those people at Disneyland who's yeah. like, this is the order of the rides we go with. It's like, she has that, but for white people in the D&D space. No, I just <laughs> I mean that. that it's like, it just means I, I, I like don't want it to sound like a Bria has like a hit list, but uh, <laughs> It just means that there's uh, it just it's it's having that somebody who can be like, you don't have to worry about this space or that space. Uh, I've been there. They've been cool and they'll be cool. I bet that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I've I've dealt with um, just like um, like as part of our sequel, it's a very nerdy space, podcast space, Mm -hmm. overwhelmingly white space. Um, and I've like had, you know, I've had interactions with some of like the few black fans who are just kind of like, we're just very glad that you work at Rusty Quill because, you know, we like in podcasting in general, like not even just like D&D or like, but like in a lot of nerdy spaces, it seems so overwhelmingly white that when we see each other, it's just like, okay, so like this might be safe. You know, I feel yes. like a little bit more comfortable because I, I have someone to look to. Um, yes. And, you know, I just wanted to hear more of, like, your experience and how, uh, like, you know, Brennan at least did not drop, like, hey, we have slavery in this. Like, he didn't yes. drop that shit on you. No, um, there's no surprise slavery in Brennan's campaigns. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. What? Would you say the experience of, uh, like, I know you've talked a lot about the positive, like, the positive atmosphere of Dimension 20. Would you say that a big, like, the community of that is what has helped make that more comfortable along with having a Bria there and like being able to step out a bit more and knowing that you have those people to fall back on. Definitely. I think like uh, the dimension 20 community, especially as it's grown Mm -hmm. has seemed to be like net positive, which it feels great. Uh, I think there are other communities that at times feel net negative. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm not saying anything. But. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna name shit, but it's just like people have been relatively chill. And it's like, you know, honestly, to like a weird place. Like I feel like sometimes they're like weird cult vibes at Dimension 20 of like, hey, what's up? You're gonna like it. You're gonna like you're gonna like the product. And and if you have if you have some criticism, you can go scream it into a pillow and you can come back in here and you can tell me how much you love it. Not that I want fans to start shitting on the show, but it, it's like there is like it's it's sometimes I'm like, wait, where are all the mean people? Like, I, I know you're out there. I, I just can't find you. Um, yeah. That's a good question. Actually, I've never I've never met or I've never really seen uh, any sort of criticism against like people, Dimension 20. People definitely criticize the show, but they are like there's no like. There's been very few like, hurrah! Like <laughs> we hate this, and, and like I everyone's think, like, yeah. I think it's like because, like you said, like the show has been like a net positive for the most part, and so it's like even when people have criticisms, like the criticisms, like that people I know have and that I have, like they don't culminate in like a dislike for anything in the show. It's just like. Yes. These things happened, but it's such a good show. Yeah, and I think that's I'm with I'm with that. Hey, you know, we hope we hopefully can just continue to produce quality and and product on that level because that's what we do. It's product for me. No, right. um, but I uh, I uh, oh, go away. Uh, but I to your question, yes, 
the I think uh, that comfort has come, I think, with doing it more. And like, you know, we did a couple of live shows and like going there and meeting uh, fans of color and just generally like incredibly nice people and like starting to put faces. Not to, I'm not that I'm interacting with people on Twitter, but like looking at our fans in the eye and seeing them and having them look at me and recognize me and still express that same positivity. I think all of that has has contributed to this like hey man if i don't know i'd go to a con i'd like me i'd do a live show i'd like i like i'm not gonna get on cameo but like i would be uh eager more eager than i think i would have been in the past the opportunity of meeting interacting with fans other other actual plays etc 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 yeah yeah uh interesting all right it seems like We've reached the end of our hour, which means I have one <laughs> question. Wait, I have one, okay. one, one, question. one more question. It yeah. is it is uh, uh, it's it's more of a closure quest. I need closure on this. OK, okay. so during <laughs> Misfits closure. and Magic, because obviously yes. I've only seen one of two things that you've been in so far. Reese, you got to stop. You got to stop harping on how just, little of my work. It's not just you. It's not for you specifically. To oh, be it's, fair. Not, it's like oh, in okay. case like Ford or Jack like has to cut things down. I, I'm just making sure that like people yes. are aware. Um, yes. It's not for you. Like not to be like this isn't for you, Lou. Like it, that's that's not what I'm saying. It's just like just in case. Lou, I want you to never forget. I've only watched two things you were ever in, and I, maybe I'll watch more. Maybe I don't. No, know. it's just I don't want people to think like, oh well, obviously they would have known about this. If they, and it's like, listen, I've I've yeah. I've admitted several times. Several times. I've only you don't want to get things. you don't want to get gassed up on Twitter. I get. I it. don't yeah. listen. I'm not trying to be the main character of the day on Twitter. That's the last thing I want. To be. No. Okay. Okay. In Misfits of Magic, there was a situation where um the character Cleo, which I think your character, Whitney Jammer, was like trying to pursue romantically. She yes. literally was just like, Oh, you know, my real name is Khan, but I had to change it to like Cleopatra St. Opoly or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, you know, for whatever. And then she, like you guys, I think you guys did a role to like, you know, charm her into saying like, what do you prefer us calling you by? And she's like, okay, call me Khan. No, <laughs> after that, y'all never called her Khan. And I was just kind of like, what is like, what happened? Did y'all forget? Like, was that just... <laughs> I wish, I wish I could pull back some cool big conspiracy for you. No. That was like, I'm not Reese, saying it was a found, conspiracy. Just tell me a, that you forgot. Just say y'all forgot. A hundred percent forgot. <laughs> okay. Doing, we were Reese, doing like 90 things. Sleep at night, Lou. That's the, that <laughs> was, was the, it's the one thing that I'm like thinking of. It was just like she said like to call you. her. Of course. Yeah. We, no, we definitely a hundred percent forgot. Okay. You know, I think That's it's just fair. like. It was an interesting, yeah. Myths and Magic was an interesting thing. I'll say this real quickly. If just like, we were all like new, like we had never, I played, I I had never met anyone at that table in real life until we met in real life. And I, right. and I never played with Brendan as a PC. Um, and so yeah. you know, I think How everything. Was that? Had, like working was, with him as a PC, like, was that like a different experience for you or like. What's up, yeah. Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> He works a lot. He, he's, a, he's coming. I like the way he just leaned in here casually. Just like, well, I, just like I like. I, like <laughs> I think it was on your screen, Reese, and then it like came back to Florida Jack's screen, and there was just a person in the background, and I was like, Yeah, oh, no, he works hello. in theater, which means he just disappears and reappears at random. Yeah, he so. just came. I back. mean, I I, I, I well, uh, all good. 
Aaron, do your thing. Uh, no, but I, um, yeah, it was, uh, we were all like new and I think every, and it was like, we, it was still the middle of COVID. Like things weren't fully like operational yet. This is back in March mm-hmm. when we shot it. And so I think there was like, a, it was, and then, but then it like worked. So it was just like, I don't know. It's like one of those like Tesla machines where everything's just going and you're like, this is amazing. And I think that's just one of those things that got like lost in the sauce. It shouldn't have, uh, but it's just like in the energy of the moment. It's like, I think that kind of happened at the end of an episode. And so I think it's like, we like got that and we're like, yeah, your name is Khan. Okay, we're all going to go home. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. I like had the craziest night last night. Anyway, what's up, Cleo? So it's like, I think it was just one of those where it's just like uh, the way things are shot and the way uh, the way the space between apps, we 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 lost it. And I'm I'm sorry. No, it's no, it's fine. I was because it because I I literally binged this all on weekend because of like I the way that I even found out about like this particular season was like, Mm -hmm. I think there was this very short clip of like um brennan's character evan being like oh we have 90 seconds if you're not going to concede what should i tell your family and i yeah. was just like hello who says this if not a villain and so i had like <laughs> i was i because people were telling me he's not a villain he's like i'm just like you're lying to me because no one who says this <laughs> like and so i like had to and because it was the last episode too i had to sit and watch the entire thing and i yeah. was just like i just need to see the context of this particular like 90 second clip that i saw and like that was kind of like that was kind of like my reasoning for it. So I was just when I watched when I binged it all in once in like one weekend, um, I wasn't sure if there was like, I don't know, usually there's always like some weird Twitter call out or whatever. That's just like, hey, you know, this is actually culturally insensitive or whatever. Like I, I expected like that explanation or something, but I couldn't find anything. So I was just like, I need closure for this. Like, why is it that no one ever called her con? There you go. Sleep easy now, Reese. Thank you. <laughs> I can yeah. sleep well now. I'm so tired. Yeah. On the subject of like your like player player characters and all that, like what what's kind of the process you go through mentally whenever you're like making like a new character and stuff? Because like all your character, like I know you've mentioned in the past, like you put a little bit of yourself into characters and like we all kind of do that. Yeah. Who doesn't who doesn't put a little bit of their own issues in a character and like move on with their day? Yes. Um, Yeah. I for me, it's all about. I think it's all I start in a I always try and start in a fun place. Mm-hmm. I start in like a what's a fun, especially for Dimension 20. I start with like, what's a funny idea for this world that I'm excited about? Fabian being like a Pris jock <laughs> at magic school, uh, like Kingston being a like nurse, like a like a like hardworking, like full-time nurse who also does magic stuff on the side. Like those are, those are like things that I think are funny. And then I think as we, me and Brennan explore the character and work on the backstory, that's where then I start to drip my own stuff in there. Um, And that's when I'm like, oh, okay. I think Fabian's my like aspirational self from high school and everything I wanted to be but kind of also the revelation in season two that it's like, you should just be yourself. I don't know why, like, you know, I don't know why we're working so hard at the end of the day, we're just looking for a community within which we can be ourselves. That's what I should want. Um, You know, the, the, like, and I think honestly over this, over the season, it like starts as like a nugget and then it grows into something bigger. I think as I actually imbue the character, but I always do start with a piece of myself that I think is like a seed. And then I think it grows into something more whole yeah. uh, over the course of the season. 
And on on the note of fantasy high, we had a question. It's the last question, um, so. which is about Jungle Down Bim. I'm sorry. Yes. And it's how much like you better make this your- quick, Jack. You better make this real quick. You're. A, <laughs> I want. I want you to know you're walking on eggshells right now. Here's the yeah, mentioning that much- name in front of me. <laughs> How much of the hatred that you have for him is played up for the bit? And how much do you, Lou Wilson, the man, hate Jungle Down Bim? Like on a personal like on a personal level, how much of this man have you just decided is your how like wronged by this man do you feel? Uh, full face? character bleed. Full character bleed. <laughs> I as Fabian is terrified and hates Jungle Down Bim, so do I. Yeah. Um, did, what, what the fuck is this character? Who is Jungle Down Bim? Well, if you'd watched any of my stuff, <laughs> you would know. Also, uh, did Brennan just double down when he saw the way that you were like freaking out about it? Or did he just like, or was this just like a decision like that was made beforehand where he was like, listen, think- you cannot, you cannot look me in the eye and try to convince me that Jungle Down Bim is not like some acid induced like hallucination. That Like what the fuck is that name? Uh, Lou, you need to ask. To ha- please it ask Brian. Lock down and have a good time. Read the Wikipedia Why? page. <laughs> there is there is a description. Yeah, it's like the word yeah. jungle down. But yeah. I uh, no, I think Brennan fully caught on. I mean, it was just a terrifying thing. I think it's <laughs> there are a bunch of those like I think moments in Adventure Twenty yeah. history uh, where like another, a thing like, happens that we like just, watch just like double down on, and I think uh, that was one of them of like. I think he said that crazy thing that was just like, I'm going to shit in your mouth. <laughs> and I think that could have been like just a, a throwaway. Like we all laugh. It's like, what an insane thing to say. But I think Fabian, because yeah. I think it's also in my like, in my like tearful explanation of what happened. I think I say yeah. it like four times. Like, He's going to shit in my mouth. Yeah. I think from that moment on, it was like, okay, yeah. it's on. Yeah. Okay, down is is... Like the episode ends. You, uh, everyone's like, wow, funny bit, Brennan. And then Brennan's like over here plotting. And he's like, oh boy, I've got a great idea. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was, uh, it was rough. It was rough. It was crazy. And uh, I really hate yeah. saying that name. So thanks yeah. for that, Jack. Yeah. Welcome. No, because that was, that was fully on them. So I don't have any, all these great character moments but then uh and all of them are like so impactful and it's so funny to me that of all the moments that are also on that scale jungle down bam resides there <laughs> in it's great it's a it's a weird world we live in anyways in fairness like as a dm myself like if i when i see one of my characters having such a visceral reaction to a character that's the moment that is literally the moment where i was like yeah i'm gonna introduce this character more as like sort of like a reminder to you that you need to be present in the game like that's kind of like my own little like like you know just like sticking you with a needle just yeah. just a little reminder hey have we all been relaxing okay well they're yeah. back <laughs> yeah Exactly. But yeah, you were saying something. I'm sorry. I got caught up in the moment of jungle down bam. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I think I was just gonna chastise Reese more for not having watched my show. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm busy all the time. It, I told you my schedule. It's Reese, busy it's all fine. the time. <laughs> it's, it's I really feel nothing about it. I'm totally apathetic to your that somehow disregard. feels worse. You know, I, <laughs> with regard to you and and me and you not watching my stuff, I'm like Aaron right now. You Listen, know, I am chilling. a new body. There's a whole thing there. going on. 
I'm on my phone hanging out, you know? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. No, he's just watching TikToks back there. He doesn't give a shit. No, there it is. Oh my god. <laughs> I clear as much as my schedule as I could for Lou Wilson. It is not my fault that Ford could not get the time zone oh, down right. Why are we th- I'm, we're I'm back gonna, here. We're, we're back here. If you know, you know. All right. If you know, you time know. Out. Quick timeout. I want to point out. If anyone here gives me shit, any of you who are listening right now, give me shit for scheduling. I schedule every single thing for this organization. I make sure I am the one who makes sure this shit gets done. I have scheduled like three meetings for Brain Rap Presents and Ford has scheduled every other one. Yeah, I am the one who keeps this shit on the roll. And yet everyone... So if y'all no, no, just fair. know half the reason you hear the things you're hearing are because I remember how to schedule. I fuck up one time and then I live with it. That's so how it works. You fuck up one yeah. time and it will be on your tombstone when like, you die. Something in a group yeah, chat. it's very much so typo in the group chat, get his ass, you know? <laughs> typo in the group chat, get his ass. Get his ass. Wow. Yeah. All right. God. Thank you. Well, I know it's at the oh, end, so I just want to say, like, thank you, Lou, for yeah, yeah. allowing me to be here because of otherwise course. I was I was just going to die unfulfilled. Like, uh, <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get to meet Lou Wilson. I guess, you know, I go to hell now. This is just, this is my purgatory. <laughs> you know, guys, I'm around, you know, find me in these streets. All right. I'm out here. OK. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Sorry if that ending was a little bit abrupt. Um, we just ended up inviting our roommates in to. Uh, join the conversation for a little bit, um, so I had to cut it off before they showed up. Um, but I just want to say another huge thank you to Lou for coming and talking to us and sharing his incredible wisdom about uh, life and D&D, um, and also to Rees for joining us in that conversation. Um, so if you care about what we're doing here um you can follow us on any social media platforms at brain rat underscore presents that's presents with no ease uh we also have a patreon which will be linked below if you want to support us and get some little bonus things from that like the pre-show to this episode um if you only care about this show uh we do have an instagram account it's lukewarm takes ec um and i think that's everything thank you for listening and we will be back next week